Well, it's 5 a.m. Monday morning. I'm an early riser. I love doing my podcast super early and uh, getting them out there to all of you. And I'm really amazed at the, uh, the, the concept of a business. And I, for the life of me, I don't understand why so many of us in dentistry, all you dentists out there, why can't we accept business concepts? Why do we kick against them? We begin our podcast right there. Welcome, all of you fantastic dental podcast listeners to the My Practice My Business Dental Podcast Show, where we help dentists profit and thrive with excerpts from the clinical business of dentistry training here at My Practice My Business. We'll be addressing and answering questions with current trends dentists and their teams face each and every day in their pursuit of this wonderful career we call dentistry. And now the host of our show, the clinical director and president at My Practice My Business, Dr. Rob Thor. This past week, it was the Utah Dental Association Dental Convention, and uh, we had a booth there. Tracy and I were there and having a great time. Uh, Got to rub shoulders with all of our clients and potential clients, and now many soon-to-be new clients who signed up for our training. And being a delegate with the Salt Lake District, I was able to sit in on the delegate meeting where we had uh, ADA leadership in attendance. Whoa, aren't we blessed? That, that'll that be for another podcast here shortly. I'm hoping they do away with those meetings. What a waste of time. Just a delegate meeting. We sit there and and just things are proposed and ran in and out, and it's just crazy. The delegate, the 88 delegate meeting, what a joke there. You get dentists from all over the country who can't agree on anything, and uh, that's kind of another <laughs> that's kind of another funny story too. But what I want to address on is what one doc said to one of our team members at our booth. When our team member asked the doc if he had heard about my practice, my business, he said, oh, yes, I've heard about my practice, my business, both good and bad. It kind of took our team member back a little bit because, quite honestly, we pride ourselves in it doing a lot of good for people. And I kind of, I, I was wondering, wow, the bad. Now, I wasn't in the booth at the time. I wish I had been. But of course, our astute team member, you know, asked, uh, what's the bad you're talking about? So now I understand I, I might offend some people. <laughs> Surprise. Truth always does. But my team member wanted to know what bad he has heard about our company because he has only experienced happy clients and non-clients alike that are happy with us, uh, with his interactions. So the bad the doc referred to when asked was that we teach upselling and he feels dentistry should not be upsold. Oh my gosh. I've, I'm like, I thought it was going to be something major, you know, like we you know, he, he hates that we pass laws or he hates that we're battling insurance companies or he's heard bad stuff about the fact that, uh, I don't know, we get paid for what we do. <laughs> yeah, and it is. It's upselling. Oh, my gosh. I was in hopes that he just didn't like me. That would have been so much easier for me to accept. <laughs> that, that would have been acceptable in my book for sure. But when one of our colleagues openly admits, whether directly or indirectly, that they make business decisions that are not grounded in business, it kind of really pisses me off. I know, you would think that I would be upset if somebody didn't like me and they said a bunch of crap about me that wasn't true. Uh, you know, get that from time to time anyway. But when I got a colleague 
that just doesn't understand business and they make statements that actually harm them, that's that's the stuff that, that crushes me to my soul. And they spread that ignorance to others too, and that's a problem. And lead people into misinformative thought that, that costs you and I thousands of dollars in revenue every month. So throughout my career, I seen Dennis speak negatively against so many business concepts that it only hurts them with their ignorance. And here's a, like, let me give you a couple examples. First one, marketing, marketing your practice with offers to get your practice on the consumer's radar scope. Man, I remember in the state of California when, uh, when we, uh, were half owned by the ADA, I remember California dentists are freaking out. They freaked out over the younger dentists being uh, more proactive in in marketing and and building their businesses. And, and the good old boy network, you know, won the law, the legal battle. You can't do this. You can't do that. But slowly over time, the uh, associations have realized uh, maybe we need to help our dentists do more because we live in a different climate than we did forty years ago. Okay, so I, I I'm just. That, that was such an old school thought. You couldn't market your practice. Now, I don't like seeing people over marketing either. You know, that's a problem. But when they keep it professional, that's a great thing. The second thing I, I've seen uh, is replacing silver filling with tooth colored filling when the patient actually asks for them to be removed and they are willing to pay for it. We should never remove the silver. Keep the silver. It doesn't harm anybody. You know, that was kind of funny one too. I, I love that business concept. You know, if a patient wants their poopy silvers out, you know, I, that, and for cosmetic reasons, that's up to them. Let them make that choice. That shouldn't be our choice. Uh, me personally, I, I'm like, hey, your silver filling is still functional. Are you sure you really want to get rid of it and spend money? But if you want to, that's fine too. I give them the option and let them make that choice. I'm obviously, you guys know me, I'm a very need based dentist. Uh, I love need-based dentistry. I don't do cosmetic work unless they, the patient actually asks for it. And we give them options, of course, obviously. But yeah, I err on the conservative side. And But you know what? If somebody wants that out of there, stop freaking out. People, you can't even buy a silver filling in Europe. That ought to say something, okay? Maybe, maybe not. Three, uh, giving a gift certificate to your existing patients is a way of Thanking them for referring family and friends to your practice is unethical. Oh my God. You know, it's actually word of mouth marketing is the best marketing and uh, gifting your patients. That's, that, that's one of the nicest things you could do to thank a patient. What a concept. Uh, you know, get over yourselves. Uh, we've seen that throughout the nation. Oh, you, it's illegal. You can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. Shoot. Why don't you just call Doppel and ask him in your own state? Four, offering your patients choice where choice exists and charging for that choice. You can't do that. And that's where he hit it. That was upselling. It's, a, it's point four that this particular business challenge doc had an issue with. And like him and so many of, of you have such a difficult time charging for better materials and medications and technology procedures, our investigative research has clearly shown one of two things. Either you are using the best materials on your patients and you're doing free dentistry on them or you're using the least or less expensive materials to help increase your profit margins. There's a third category here too. 
And that is you are all over the place with materials and have no idea if you're profitable on procedures or not based upon what you're doing. So are you supposed to place Strauman implants on a PPO plan that states right in their, their plan that they are their reimbursement fees are set at the least ex- expensive, professionally acceptable treatment pricing? Should you order high-end lab crowns when the dental insurance plan is reimbursing you at a budget crown pricing, or should it be the patient's choice what goes in their mouth? And then they pay an additional fee for that choice that they make, not you. If you're the mindset that you signed a PPO contract and you're not allowed to charge an additional fee for a better crown or material medication, whatever, you're, then you're really lost. You have no idea what's in your contract. So go read your dang contracts you signed. Go study your state laws. And after you do that, then we can have an intelligent conversation. Now, I say that with tongue in cheek because uh, we're getting, uh, we're, we're, how do I say this? Um, you know, let's just say Delta Dental of Washington is getting ready to be taken to court, a, a trial by jury. And, uh, Let's just say we're we're part of that because they're trying to control the quality of care. And at the UDA convention on day two, I wasn't able to get over and have a conversation because we had a booth. We had to take it down. We had a lot of docs that were signing up right at the end there. I missed the meeting, so I called our executive. I said, "Hey, you got to you got to get me in front of of some ADA leadership because uh, they're really letting their their uh, constituents down." Uh, by not supporting stuff like this. So anyway, that's a, I'm going to do that on another podcast, give you guys an update on that. Uh, really interesting how Delta Dental, surprise, surprise, continues to step out of their lane in trying to control the quality of care that you and I deliver. And this kind of stuff needs to stop. Uh, believe me, this week, uh, the ADA executive's going to get an earful. So what is upselling? How is it defined? Upselling, it's a sales technique where a seller, such as a dentist, encourages a customer to purchase a more expensive item or upgrade a product or add on extra features to make a more profitable sell. The the goal is to increase the value of the sell and consequently increase the business's revenue. Now, don't you think you're already upselling? when a patient comes in and and they're missing some teeth and you want to do implants and attachments and crowns on that, why don't you just do a partial denture? Why don't you just do one of those? <laughs> you're already you're already upselling Doc. He didn't even know it. Why don't you just put a silver filling in or are you doing it already? You, when you ask them if they want tooth color or you only do tooth color, you're upselling. Shame on you. You shouldn't upsell. <laughs> Why did, why did Strauman purchase Neodent? And why did Nobel purchase Implant Direct? They did so to be able to compete in the cheaper dental implant markets. Very few PPO dentists purchase those expensive dental implants. Yet, knowing what I know, I would want Strauman dental implants in my mouth if I needed one. And if I'm willing to pay for that better, more expensive dental implant, shouldn't it be my choice? and not the financial limitations of the business strategies of the dental practice? 
Think that through. Shame on me. Shame on me for upselling my patients and and allowing them to have choice in their treatment regimens. <laughs> or wait, is it shame on the doctor who feels that it's bad to offer choice with his patients and upselling or charging his patients for the choice that ethically and legally should be theirs and not his? How often do we see our colleagues express business viewpoints that simply are not grounded in business principles taught in the best business courses in our nation? Head, heads nod. Eyebrows are raised. Hands are gestured in political correct moves. And they pretend to know what they are talking about. I hate to be a spoiler, but Doc, no business runs the way, that way except those I see in dentistry. Isn't that interesting? It, it's like, I hate to break it to you, but I got upsold, or should I say upgraded, on the mesh I received for my hernia surgery. Optometrists have been upgrading frames and lenses and contacts for years. Grocery stores upsell or upgrade food. Tires for your vehicle are not all created equal and have differing costs. Need I say more? And yet, you're the one who complains about PPO fees. You're the one that complains about your reimbursement rates. You're the one that complains about the control that dental insurances have. But maybe you're the problem. The optometrist figured it out absolutely years ago. Vision insurance came out at the same time that dental insurance came out, and they've been upgrading frames and lenses and, and contacts, different qualities of those products, and they've been upgrading them for years. Why do dentists have such a hard time with these business concepts? So if you're in a dental PPO contract, and it states that the dental insurance company's fees are set with the least expensive professionally accepted treatment, might there be more expensive professionally accepted treatment that your patient should be proffered? Shouldn't it be their choice on what their treatment should consist of? So then why is the concept of upselling, or as I like to call it, offering value-added services, such a difficult concept for some dentists to comprehend? Why is it that in three states, Delta Dental tries to control that quality of delivery of care, and they freak out if you offer them choice? They call it unbundling when it's not unbundling at all. It's offering choice. And that's what we're going after them for is trying to control the quality of care, just like they've got, been gone after in Washington before and California. If, I, if you Google lawsuits against Delta Dental, you'd be surprised at how many there are out there. And then when we had one of our colleagues make a statement, or, or, or he was at a, uh, a meeting where there were, were American Dental Association executives, and the comment was made, and I wish I could... I wish I, I need to write it down. I'm going to contact him this week. But he said, Rob, their statement was it, 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 like pushing Medicare, Medicaid. Their statement was, well, we're headed towards socialized dentistry anyway, so we might as well try to accept it. Oh my gosh. 
and then they wonder why they wonder why they're losing membership. Well, there's never been a more important time than now to learn how to run your dental practice like a business. Even if you, we get the support or not from the American Dental Association, it's time to run it like a business. I have to say, it's interesting that the ADA is making all of a sudden this, this paradigm shift in who they are, rebranding what they do. We'll see how that works out for them. I, I hope it works well because nothing is more powerful than organized dentistry. But let's see where, where their priorities are in the next five years. If you're, if you're thinking about relying on some DSO, here's another one, or, or a corporate entity to take over the running of your dental practice, please don't be fooled by those groups if you think that's where profitability lies. They don't know much more than you do, Doc. And with, with our training here at MPMB, <laughs> you'll definitely know more than they ever will. And you can begin to tap into business potential you never imagined you could. I hope to see you at one of our trainings. Everybody, I hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being with us today. Since 2006, My Practice My Business has been teaching dentists and their teams business skills, dental insurance contractual protocols, and state laws governing how to profitably bill patients fairly for the need-based services they provide. What's more, we guarantee our training unlike other dental consulting companies in the industry. Simply stated, if you don't increase your net revenue, we don't get paid. We call it dental consulting the way it should be. We believe there's never been a more important time than now for dentists to experience and implement our key methods, knowledge, and business training within their dental practices. To learn more about our guaranteed, no-risk clinical business of dentistry training that is changing dental practices for the better, just go to our website, mypracticemybusiness.com, and surf our pages for additional information about our company and the services we provide. When you're ready, give us a call and get scheduled for the most profitable dental business training that you will ever experience. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to call us. Thank you again and have a fantastic day.